One more minute, one more minute. We're gonna get started, one more minute. Go 30 more seconds, 30 more seconds. You start making your way up to the front for me, please. Here we go, 15 more seconds. for prayer you missed it but the lord let us have holy ghost joy y'all can stand to your feet we're gonna get started with dancing y'all seriously this is what happened during prayer we all just started dancing and singing and we felt the lord so we're gonna keep that going in this place so we need everybody off their chairs and just see find a place you're just gonna go crazy here's what we want to do here's the next purpose of this first song the second song the last song as however you felt lead or felt led, however you feel the Lord leading you, rather said, just dance. Go crazy. If you don't know how to dance, that's even better. Just wave your hands out. Let me have Jeremiah exactly come up to the front as a demonstration. Come on up, Jeremiah. Just go ahead and dance. Go ahead. Do something. Exactly. Whatever comes to mind, everybody moving in this place. Let's open up a prayer. Father, you're in this place. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We ask you that your presence would come and joy, God, will fill this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we go. Mercy taught us how to dance. Your mercy taught us how to dance. Celebrate with all we have and we'll dance to thank you for mercy. Your glory taught us how to shout, to lift your name over all the earth and we'll shout to thank you for glory. It's the overflow, we go. It's the overflow of a forgiven soul. Now that we see you, God, our hearts cannot stay silent, and we'll be dancing generation, dancing because of your good mercy, Lord. 
Because of your good mercy, Lord, won't death. And we'll be shouting generation, shouting because of your good glory, Lord. Because of your good glory, Lord. Back to the top we go. Your mercy taught us how to dance, celebrate with all we have, and we'll dance to thank you for mercy. Your glory taught us how to shout, to lift your name over all the earth, and we'll shout to thank you for glory. It's the overflow, and it's the overflow of a forgiving soul. Now that we sing you, God, our hearts cannot stay silent. And we'll be dancing generation, dancing because of your good mercy, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord. Dance it out. And we'll be shouting generation, shouting because of your good glory, Lord. Because of your good glory, Lord. And we'll be, here we go. And we'll be Dancing generation. We'll be shouting generation. We'll be. We'll be dancing generation. Dancing because of your good mercy, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord, and we'll be, come on, and we'll be shouting generation, shouting because of your good glory, Lord, because of your good glory, Lord. Here we go. When I get to the part we see a dancing generation, I want you guys to dance, dance with somebody. I want you to move. When we get to the shouting part, y'all know what to do. Y'all ready? Back to the top. Mercy taught us how to dance, celebrate with all we have, and we'll dance to thank you for mercy. Glory. Your glory taught us how to shout, to lift your name over all the earth, and we'll shout to thank you for glory. It's the overflow, we go. And it's the overflow. Of a forgiving soul. And now that we see you, God, our hearts cannot stay silent. Dance, we'll be dancing generation. Dancing because of your good mercy, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord. We'll be shouting, shout out. Shouting because of your good mercy, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord. Here we go, dance, here we go. And we'll be dancing generation, dancing because of your good mercy, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord. Shout it out. And we'll be shouting generation, shouting because of your good glory, Lord. Because of your, one more time, here we go, give it everything you got. And we'll be dancing generation, dancing because of your good mercy, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord. We'll be, we'll be shouting generation. Your good glory, Lord. Because of your good glory, Lord. 
Oh, come on, we give you crazy praise, God. We give you crazy praise in this place. Come on, lift up your hands. God is good. Come on, just worship him right now. He's so good, God. He's so good. I'm free to worship, free to dance. We're free to lift our voice and shout for you. We're unashamedly in love with you. Come on, if you're in love with Jesus, come on and tell him I'm in love with you, Lord. You capture my heart. next song is called dance we're gonna do exactly just that don't clap those hands dance for you we dance for you Lord we sing to you we sing to you we sing to you go sing dance we dance yeah we dance let the spirit move you dance, dance, the Holy Spirit in you dance, yeah, we dance, we let the Spirit move you. To your heart, should I be still when the worship starts? For I'm so in love with you. What can men do? Can't hold me back anymore. See, so you spin, you spin over me, and you are pleased when I spin myself on you. I'm gonna let go. And really worship, letting my dance come forth. Dance, dance, we let the spirit move through. Dance, we dance, the Holy Spirit in you. Dance, we dance, and let the spirit move you. Come on, here we go. Crazy praise. Oh. sing to you. Our hearts are in love with you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all for you. It's all for you. We're free to dance. We're free to sing. We're free to love you, Lord. Oh, we'll dance with you. We dance for you. We dance. We dance. We dance. Let the Spirit move you. Dance. We dance, the Holy Spirit in you. Dance, we dance, we let the Spirit move you. 
We dance, yeah. We dance. We dance for you, yeah. Come on, give us a shout of praise. Oh, we dance for you, Jesus. We dance. We dance. We let the Spirit move through. Dance, yeah. Dance. The Holy Spirit in you dance, dance. We let the Spirit move you. Let the Spirit move you. Oh, you let the Spirit move you. Holy Spirit, come move upon us and let the Spirit move you. Oh, come move. We allow you to move upon us, Lord. Oh, yes. We allow you to move on our hearts, Lord. Oh, come on, let's just worship him right now. Oh, the spirit of the Lord is in this place. Oh, there's freedom. There's freedom in our praise. Oh, lift up a praise unto the Lord. Put in your own words, close your eyes, lift your hands, shout to the heavens, let them know, let them know, let them know, let them know, we're desperately in love with you, I'm so helplessly in love with Jesus, and I don't care if anyone knows it, I'm so helplessly in love, I'm lovesick, I'm lovesick, I'm lovesick, my heart yearns for you. I sing to you. I'm lovesick, I'm lovesick for Jesus. I'm lovesick, I'm lovesick. Oh, come on, just let your heart right now turn towards Jesus. As the music just keeps on playing with no words, why don't you fill up this song? Why don't you fill up this noise with your words, with your praise? I'm lovesick for Jesus. Come on, if you want to rap to this, you can rap. If you want to sing, if you want to share a poem, just pour out your heart, whatever the Lord puts in you right now. Before you can say, it's just I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I'm so in love with you. Fill my heart with the Spirit, Lord. Oh, yes. Fill my heart with the Spirit, God. So na 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 say. So na 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 say. So na 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 say, K. Spirit moves upon me. Spirit move upon me.
to Jesus this entire week, your entire life. Now's your chance to draw close with all eyes closed in this place. In the attitude of worship, would you just tell Jesus, Lord, I repent for being a stranger. God, you said that you never left me nor forsaken me, but God, I've left. And you're so faithful, God. I don't want to be a stranger to you. Come on, would you tell him? I don't want to be a stranger to this. I don't want to be a stranger to your goodness, God. I don't want to be a stranger to your Holy Spirit. I would rather 
have wounded me with your love, and I'll never be the same again. Yes, you have wounded me with your love, and I'll never be the same. Come on, sing that out. Yes, you have wounded me with your love, and I'll never be the same again. You have wounded me with your love, and I'll never be the same again. I've wounded me with your love, and I'll never be the same. Yes, you have wounded me with your love. Saying I tried, and I tried to run, and I tried to hide, but my heart burns. It burns with your fire. I try to run And I try to hide But my heart burns oh. It burns with your fire I try And I try to run Run, run And I try to hide But my heart burns But my heart burns It burns with your fire well, I try to run, run, run. I try to hide, but my heart burns. It turns me off. And I try to run, run. I try to hide, but my heart burns. It turns me off. I try to run, run, run. I try to hide, but my heart burns, heart burns. It burns with your fire. I try, and I try to run, run, run. I try to hide, but my heart burns. It burns, Lord. I try to run, I try to run. I've tried to hide, but my heart burns, Lord. It burns with your fire. 
is with your fire. I just can't get away from you, Lord. I just can't get away from your spirit. You never left my side. We just can't get away from you. Oh, you love us so. No matter where we go, you're always there, so Lord. Oh, you're always there. You're always there. And you're right here right now. He's right here right now. He's right here right now. He's right here right now. Oh, I see you, says the Lord. I see you, says the Lord. No more hiding. No more running away. Don't you know? I know you better than you know yourself. I see you, yes, I see you, no more running, no more hiding, no more pretending. Right here, right now. Oh, if you want me, reach out your hand. Oh, reach out your hand, I'm here. If you want it, Oh, how you love us so. 
You follow me. Oh, you follow me. Oh, Spirit, you follow me. No matter where I go, no matter where I go, no matter where I go, oh, always following. I'm done running. I'm done running. Done running from you. Oh, I can never run away from you. I'm done running, I'm done running, I'm done running, Lord. Complete me, Lord. Complete me. I don't want to be the same. I don't want to have false hopes. I don't want to have empty passion. I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be filled with your love. Oh, I'm done running. I'm done running, Lord. I'm done running. You've always win. This thing called love, you've always won. Death had no hold over you. Death had no hold over you. You always win. You always win. Yours is a victory. Oh, no sin, not even death, could separate me from the love of the Father. Nothing, nothing, nothing can separate me from Him. Nothing can separate you from him. Oh, I just want to be closer. Help me to become closer. Help me to be close. Oh, I'm unfamiliar. I don't know what I'm doing. All I know is I want to be close. I'm asking that you lead the Lord. Come on, tell him. Would you leave me, Lord, to be closer, closer, deeper to the place where I can feel you, to the place where I no longer sin, to the place where I no longer have to fear. Take me to that place which just me and you. Help remind me, Lord. Help me remind me, Lord. You've always here, you always have been, you always will be. Even when I die, oh, you're closer. Even for my family, when I leave this earth, you still will be here. You still will be here. You're so faithful, Lord. Oh, God, when I look behind me, I see your plan. I see things working out for a purpose. When I look to the present, I feel your presence. Oh, when I look to the future, oh, I sense your glory. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter how far I go from this place, you will always be there. You will always be there. I will always be by your side, says the Lord.
you close your eyes would you just think about Jesus and what he did on that cross 2,000 years ago that his body was beaten for us his flesh was torn 
He went through so much pain just so that we can have this relationship because of his love. Oh, just can't get away from you. I feel your love. Closer to me than anyone else in this world. It's where I want you to stay. It's where I want you to stay. It's where I want you to stay. Come just a couple more moments. Let me speak to you. Holy Spirit, let me speak. so thankful, God, that no matter what we do, how to try to sabotage our relationship, <laughs> we just can't get away from you. You're so good. Thank you for meeting us in this time of worship. Thank you for bringing us closer to the Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing the love of Jesus that much closer. We feel it in this place. We pray the Holy Spirit, you would have your way in the Word, God announcements and all that we do here in this ministry. It's all to bring you praise. It's all so that people may know there is a God and that you love and you love unconditionally. You love undescribably. That's why we sing these songs, Jesus. Be magnified. Be glorified. You're awesome. You're wonderful. There's no one that will ever compare. Not in history past or history to become. Nothing, no one can compare. That's why we praise you, Lord. And we pray this in your Holy Son's name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys can do me a favor. Make your way back to your seat. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. And all I wanted was you.
first and second rows for me, please. I love to see all your lovely faces. First and second rows. Thank you for coming. Isn't God good? Isn't He good? For real, on online, I'm not saying it so that you guys can be woo, but isn't He good? Like, he meets us in these times, and this is what it's about, guys. Don't you ever forget that what we've had here, what we experience here, it's the same Holy Spirit. It's not like he's going to trick you. It's like, you can only feel like this. You can only, you know, get goosebumps. You can only hear my spirit in these times. You can hear him anywhere. And that song, what we, what we like to do sometimes as worship leaders, we like to just let loose. Somebody say, let loose. And what that means is we just get on this mic, and literally my mouth is just a mouthpiece of what God's spirit, what he's saying. And I close my ears, close my ears, I close my eyes, open up my ears, and just open up my mind. I say, Holy Spirit, just have your way. I'm, I just want you to speak. And I'm just getting these words, these phrases, you know, never leaving Jesus' side, not being a stranger, you can't run away. Things like that that the Lord has been putting on my heart. And he's just like, man, just tell them this. You know, just let them know this for real. This is not a joke. Let them know that. And whenever God speaks to you like that, remember that, write that down. Because I'm telling you, there is an enemy, there is a devil that will try to confuse you, that will tell you otherwise. And unless you have the Holy Spirit and you're listening to the Spirit of God, guess what? You're going to spend five to maybe seven days out the week in the world around people who don't know God, and you're getting fed that. You're getting fed, man. You're useless. You're pathetic. You got to do this in order to be like this. And if you're not like this, you're nobody. And then the world throws up these standards. And then when we get to these times of worship, those standards just pushed off. And God says, I love you. You don't have to do anything. I just love you for who you are. And God's like, oh, my gosh, he's blowing my mind. You know, those fake, you know, ideals, those fake standards that we try to come up, you know, we try to please people. You know what? We live in a time that we try to please people. And let me tell you what. The only person that we're trying to please is Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on now, amen. With that said, welcome to Elevate. Y'all know how we do. Every Friday, 7.30, we're here. I just got a quick announcement. This weekend, we are not having life groups. We have moved life groups to Tuesday. And if there's a slide for it, let me get my slide up there. One, two, three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. This coming Tuesday. <laughs> This coming Tuesday, we are having life groups here at the church. And the reason why we're changing it is because we don't want you guys to spend your entire weekend here at the church. Even though that's cool and we can be super religious and say, I love that. You don't have enough time with family. Because family sometimes their only days off are on the weekend. So we want you guys to be around that. We're trying to get your family to church. And we don't want to be on the opposite side by taking you the entire weekend. And thus saying, you know what? The church always takes my kids. I don't, I don't want to go there because now I'm going to be a part. So we, we're trying to do our things, guys, to so work around just schedule um, this Tuesday at 6 p.m. Call me if you need any information. There's my number. There's Cynthia's number over there. It's on every flyer, every elevator flyer. So please don't leave um, without getting our information. Make sure you have a, uh, a number so that you can call us. It's this Tuesday here at the church. What time? Seven or six. Which one is it? Six o'clock. Don't be late. How's the thing go? Be early because we get down. Ah, I don't even know. I'm not going to. I just killed it. Like, how's it go? You know, I just killed it. Amen. So we don't want you to miss out. We transitioned. If you come here on a Saturday at 6 o'clock, ain't no one going to be here. Ain't nobody going to be here. You're going to be knocking at the door. You're going to come up and call me like, what happened? I told you, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Guys, we're going to plan things like go to the beach. Like, for real, go to the bleach, bleach and play volleyball. I'm getting my words confused. I'm going to slow down. We're going to go to the beach and play volleyball. How many of y'all played volleyball before? 
I'm telling you, we're going to get down, whatever. Ultimate Frisbee, how many of you guys play that? It's going to be fun. At the end of this month, we're going to give you more information, but we're trying to have a barbecue. And if you would like to bring stuff like food, rice, cake, whatever, we're going to have the barbecue outside. You know, we're going to try to get some sound, some music out there, do the whole thing, right? Dancing, you want to dance? You can dance, we dance, right? I'm a man dancing. Okay, and then we're going to come back and we're going to close that night off with worship. Okay? So the whole, the whole entire youth group, we're going to come here, we're going to eat, we're going to get our bellies full, and then we're going to come and worship Jesus. That sounds like a good night for me, y'all. Come on now. Y'all want some ribs, some shrimp? Ooh. You're all like, I'm telling you, probably not ribs. We're probably going to get hamburgers and hot dogs, but as you eat it, you can think that your ribs like, mmm, tastes just like ribs. We'll pray for you. But that's what we're going to do at the end of this month, the last Friday of this month. You can count on it. So start bringing your friends. If they've never been to church, this is a good time. And speaking of which, next week, next Friday, we're not going to be here at service. We are going to be at Puerto Rican Festival. I'm telling you, north in California, we will be there. We're going to have service out on the street. If you guys never seen it, people have church outside all the time when they go out evangelizing. That's what I'm talking about. We go out there. And this is going to be our seventh year, seventh or sixth year, something like that, on the streets of of California and North Avenue. And we go out there, we bring out sound systems, and we come, and we preach the word of God, and we have a good time. People get saved. You guys, we see some awesome things. It's really a blessed. People who have never heard the gospel, hearing it for the first time, people who have had questions about Jesus and God, get their answers solved, or get their uh, questions answered, rather, and then they come like, man, I want this Jesus, you know? So I want to encourage you, because next week we won't be here and I'm actually preaching on why we should go out and evangelize and win people to the lost today. So next Friday, June 14th through the 16th, we will be at Humble Park, okay? It's going to be outdoors. It's going to be tight. There's going to be people there. We want you guys to be there as well because you guys have an important role, which I'm going to get into right now. If you guys can stand to your feet for me, please. Stand to your feet for me, please. I mean, it's time for tithes and offering, guys. Our tithe is 10% of your total income. So if you made 100 bucks this week, $10, right, 10%, right? And your offering is whatever you offer to God after you're tired. Okay, guys, I'm not going to harp on you. I'm not going to check your wallets. I'm not going to be like, are you tithing, tithing? Guys, tithe because God says so. Amen. It says in his word, you cannot go wrong. You cannot outgive God. It's not like, well, if I don't give, God says he'll bless you. Amen. If you keep it, you're cursed. Hmm, which one do I want? I want his blessing, so I'm going to give to him, amen? Offering whatever you offer to God after your tithe. Don't let it stop just like I'm going to give him. I made $10 this week. Here's the dollar. You know what? God, I'm going to give to the nations. Go ahead. Be generous. God will bless you. I'm telling you, it, it would just blow your mind how he does it. It's not always, he doesn't always bless you with money, but he'll bless you with things, opportunities. You know, doors open. I'm telling you, just God will do it, Amen. So we believe in God. Let's see if we have a number. 610, first person. I'm looking across the room. <laughs> Acts 2035. <laughs> it was $61.10, right? Six, oh. It's just $61. Whoops. Arr. Nice try, Adam. <laughs> it's just $61. Amen. Acts 2035. Let's say this, guys, in a nice, loud voice like you're awake today. Come on. Acts 2035. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said. What did he say? Come on, bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, Holy Spirit, we're thankful, God, that even with the allowance you give us, Lord, Lord, you allowed us to be blessed. Father, I was, Lord, we were 
You know there are some people in this place that, Lord, you've blessed them, God. You just provide for them in just crazy ways. And, God, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to do that. Father, I pray that you would use them to be a blessing unto the church, God, that that seed that they sow may go a long way, and God, and you pour back out to them by the measure they use. I pray your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on. Come on up as you give. Come on up. DJ, play that track. Jesus, can you do me the favor? Open up your Bibles to Luke 10, 25. We want to make it a habit of getting into the Word of God. We want to make it a habit to studying the Word of God, okay? And we, we remember it, we see it, we study it, we take it in, all right? We don't just allow the Word of God. Well, this is the I'm quit the Word. We want to study it. We want to read it. We want to dissect it. And when somebody has it, I want you to stand up in a nice, loud voice. I want you to read it aloud. Read it aloud for me, please. I want you to read Acts, Luke's, I'm sorry, Luke 10, 25 to 28. Luke 10, 25, 28. Is that it? Luke 10, 25, 28. That's okay. Here we go. I'll read it out. It says this, Luke 10, 25 to 28. It says this, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 26, what is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? 27, he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. Holy Spirit, I pray that these words that you speak to us today, Father, will fall on fertile soil. But God, we wouldn't have hard hearts, but God, our hearts will be open to receive what you're about to plant, what you're about to lay on us. Father, I pray that we wouldn't perceive that this word is not for us, but you speak directly to us and show us that your word, how you're speaking to us in this passage is for us. Open up our hearts and minds to receive this revelation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Luke 10, 25 to 28. Our vision here in Metro Praise and the things that we do is never going to make sense unless you understand the Bible, unless you understand the vision, and unless we can explain it to you guys, okay? So what I'm about to do right now within the next 20 minutes, within the next 20 minutes, I'm about to explain to you the Word of God, our vision as a church, okay? Because you guys are coming to this church, you got some familiar faces, you've been here for some time, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know what? You guys are making this your church, 
So if you're going to understand the way we operate and the way we're doing things, we want to share to you what that means. Every single week, every single Sunday, every single Friday, we come up and on this board, on this uh, projection screen, we have our vision. And we say it every single time. Our vision is to love God and to love people. We say that out loud. We say it and we say, we love God, love God, love people, love people. But what does that mean and are you living it? And I want to test you guys, and I want your heart to be open to it. And don't just say, well, I've heard this before. Guess what? If you heard it before and you're not doing it, you're not being obedient. And we're going to get into that. To love God and to love people. You see, throughout your entire life, the focus that you're going to be having is to love God and love people. And you can say that your entire life, what you do in your life, would be summed up into love God and to love people. And somewhat in society and somewhat in culture by what your friends do, they try to emulate that. Right, we can see that in, in culture somewhat. People that don't even believe in God sometimes, sometimes have good hearts. And they would give generously to charities. Do you guys who, Mark Zuckerberg, you guys know who he is? The founder of Facebook, which everybody has the founder of Facebook, billion dollars. Okay, his idea to found, to start Facebook, billions and billions of dollars. Did you know that Mark Zuckerberg gives away Millions and millions of dollars to charities. Did you know that? And he's still one of the youngest, most richest men in this world. Isn't that crazy? He's not the richest one. But see, what he's doing is he's seeing that, man, you know what? He has a heart for people, right? Being generous. You see, the world can do that. It's somewhere inside our lives. We're left with this DNA. We're left with this understanding. Like, man, I'm to love people. I'm supposed to love people. And how does that, how does that love look like? You know, today we throw around that word every single day. Like, man, I love this cereal. I love Captain Crunch. Do you love Captain Crunch? You know, the same, the same word love can be used to to, to describe someone in a relationship like a husband and a wife, I love my wife. Now, would that word be the same as, I love Captain Crunch, I love my wife? Is that the same? Is it the same? Does it match up? Like you're looking at the dog, I love the dog. I love you. You're looking at your neighbor, I love it. Like, is that the same love? You see, with our understanding of love can sometimes be diluted. And so I want to give you a proper idea of what love looks like to God and to people. Because sometimes the way we treat that word love is how we treat God. We throw it around. We throw our lives around so we don't really love God. But you know what? And sometimes to make us feel better about ourselves, we say, God, I love you with our mouth, but by our actions, it doesn't follow through. And God's not a fool that he can be mocked. It's not like he's in heaven like, man, you know Adam really loves me, and you're going out, going to the clubs, backing it up, you know, and, and nobody knows that, right? But he sees my life, and he sees everything. God sees through everything. He sees through the, through the parade. He sees through the, the mirage. He sees through the mask. Everything that you would try to throw up before God, he sees right through it. So there's no point in trying to hide. So to understand this, we've got to start here. I'm going to love God and love people. How do I do that from the Bible? Because everything else is meaningless. The way your friend loves the cereal is not the same way you should love God. Hello, somebody. Because if you love God about the same, about as much as your friend loves his breakfast, about as much as your friend loves, you know, taking hot showers, you got to understand that something's not adding up. 
And maybe that's the reason why you may be feeling the way you do when we sing worship songs or when we come to church or maybe your attitude towards God because your way of loving God is not how he wants you to love him. You give him a cheap love. Come on now. Luke 10, 25 to 28. There's a parable about a man coming up to Jesus and says, what must I do? You know, what is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? He answered, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and love uh, with all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, you have answered correctly, Jesus, if I do this and you will live. The two top commands you'll find throughout the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament can be summed up right here. To love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor as yourself. It be summed up. And the reason why we go out to Boricua Fest is because we love God. We have a love for God. And then we love people. It's not, and I want to explain that to you. Like, how does that make sense? Like, because we, we love God, we're going to go out to Boricua Fest. Because we love people, we're going to be out there preaching the gospel. I want to add this up in the Bible. The two definitions, and this is my, we have a discipleship class here at the church. And this is my 201 book. When I was in the 201 process, for those who knows what it is, this is my book all beat up, you know, naming it. But I found him just like, man, you know what? There's a lesson in this book that teaches exactly it. And I want to share that because it's the heart of our church. It's the vision of our church. It's in the Bible, so it's good stuff. Amen. Come on, look to your name and say amen. Wake him up. Come on. To love God. Here's the first point. To worship and adore God with passion. Write that down. You got to write it down in your arm. Write it down in your arm. You got to write it on your face. Write it down in your face so that when you look up in the morning, you to, I'm going to love God. To love God means to worship and adore him with passion. And we have plenty of opportunities to do that in the time of worship. As we were singing it, man, I was my voice was about to go. It was like, rah, just singing out, man. I didn't care. I was like, this love, it can't be taken. You know how I do, right? And I'm over here looking around, and I see you guys. I see some people in the back. I just see the chairs, but I just see hands just in the air worshiping the Lord. And then I see some people over here, like, twirling, like, lost in the ghost. And then I see people just going. But that's okay. This is not in a sense to make fun. Everybody's worshiping God. And to love God means to worship him in what? And adore him with passion. You ever seen somebody passionate about the Cubs? You ever seen somebody passionate about the Sox? If you ever want to see a sports fanatic, just go to Wrigley Field on a Saturday afternoon. Just go to Comiskey Park on a Monday night. All right? And you're going to see some crazy people. I'm telling you, they, they, they wear almost nothing. They color themselves blue and a giant C on their chest. And they still lose for the Cubs. Come on now. <laughs> but still, they're going to be out there like a crazy person rooting for the Cubs. Because they don't care. They don't care what you think. They don't care what your mama thinks. They don't care what anybody else in this world thinks. They like their Cubs. Even if they're losers and they haven't won for over 100 years. But I'm just saying... I'm just saying, 2005 World Series champs, White Sox, you know. Now this is the preaching's getting good. Don't shout me down now. Don't shout me down. But to love God, okay. Bring it real and right back. Bring it back. To love God is to love him and adore him in passion. I mean, I mean guys, really, if some crazy person, I don't want to call them crazy. If some person can be so radical, so crazy to go all out for a team that continually loses, 
All right, I'm, I'm picking on them now. Okay. To go for a team, and it's just all, all they do, like for the Bulls, for, for example, it's a leather ball. And what a guy does, he takes the leather ball, puts it through a metal circle. Everybody goes crazy. Think about it. You ever think about it like that? It's a leather ball. They take a leather ball, put it through the hoop, and we all go, oh, my gosh. And we get excited. That is exactly what's happening. But if you want to give more detail, Derek Rose up the middle, Duncan on, you know, Dwight Howard, I mean, whatever it is. But still, people would be at these places and be sold out. And I'm guilty. I remember watching the Bulls give it, whoo, getting excited. But let me ask you something. Do you get that excited when it comes to worshiping God or even at the opportunity of worshiping him? Like, for example, when you come here, man, you can get excited. And I see you guys do that. What happens what the, throughout the week, like maybe your schedule cleared up. Maybe that's one thing that you've been struggling to worship God, to really make time. But your schedule cleared up. Do you get excited like, man, now I can make some time with Jesus? Or do you like, I'm going to call so-and-so, see what they're doing. Do you get excited to worship God? Let me tell you what. To love God means to worship him. That word worship doesn't just only mean to sing songs. Hello. It means that with your actions, you love on God. How do I love on God? Do I blow kisses? No, you know, you don't blow kisses, okay? All right, don't do that. If you're doing that in worship, that would be very dangerous, if especially if there's guys and girls around. I love you, Lord. Don't. Okay, that's just awkward. I had to say it because I saw the thought in somebody's head, so I had to burst that bubble. But to worship and adore God with passion. Open up your Bibles to 2 Samuel. Here's an example of a man. This is in the Old Testament now. 2 Samuel 6. And because of time, I'm just going to go ahead and read it um, aloud. And I'm just going to give you a little like, uh, uh, precursor, just a little bit of information about this verse. 2 Samuel uh, chapter 6, verse 5, talks about King David. King David was a king. The guy who wears the crown, who wears fancy clothes, I'm telling you, the color of the kings were probably purple. And David's over here walking into the city. You know how they make a giant procession. They make, make all these noise, trumpets, I mean, shows, people dancing. And David's walking in. And the Bible records this of David. 2 Samuel 6, verse 5. David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their what? With all their might before the Lord, with songs and harps, lyres, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. What that means right there is David and everybody in the city were getting their worship on. I mean, they were like, cue Jesus culture, dance, and they were dancing. David being the king, being the one who was supposed to look more professional, all composed, right? Walking in all stoic, just, I'm the king. I mean, David was walking in, I mean, getting... I didn't know if he has, you know, the, you know, they had dubstep back then. They probably did. They're probably originators of it, and we're just coming up with it. You know, they're over here walking it out. I'm telling you, David was doing worship unto God and everybody around him with all their might. That word right there, I love that, with all their might. And they worshiped the Lord with songs and harps, lyres. They had instruments, so it sounded good. So let's keep on reading fifth, verse 14 through 15. And it says this. David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might, while he and the entire house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. What happened was this. The ark of the Lord, okay, and which contained some special artifacts that when they had that the presence of the Lord was with them, 
They got it back, and they're bringing it back into the city. And David is dancing. He's excited. He's like, oh, my gosh, now we have the ark of the Lord back, dancing with all his might. And that, that word right there, linen ephod, I want to explain to you. David got down to his undies, okay? Now, imagine me worshiping and me just going crazy and me just stripping down to my boxers. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be pleasant, okay? All right? It wouldn't just, like, hair on my legs, white over here because, you know, the sun don't shine, right? But I'm telling you, David got down to his linen ephod, right? He wasn't, like, buck naked, so don't get, like, he was naked. No, we're not going to do that. He had, like, some type of, like, shorts, so it covered him well. But he was over here dancing to God. He's like, man, guy, I mean, he lost his mind in a good way. He's like, I'm going to give it off. Forget everything else. This is what matters. Do you guys come to that place in a time of worship? Like, this is what matters? Are you more consumed with what everybody else thinks about? Are you more consumed if your friends are already standing up and you're still on your knees? If God has you on your knees, stay there. Come on. I'm talking to somebody. To love God means to love God. To love God means to obey his commands. Quickly, open up. Someone open up their Bible to Deuteronomy 11.1. 1. That's the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 11.1, 1. someone open up their Bible to John 14.15. John 14.15, Deuteronomy 11.1. 1. I'm out of water, so we got to hurry up. My mouth will get really dry. To love God, to worship and adore God with passion. To love God means to obey his commands. I got to tell you, when I heard this, it set me straight. And if you're a faker in this place, if you've been coming up in the place in the house of worship, saying you love God with your mouth but not obeying his commands, the Bible, my friend, calls you a fool. The Bible calls you a liar. I'm telling you. Deuteronomy 11.1, who has it? Tito, go ahead and stand up nice and loud. Love the Lord your God. Keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws, and his commands always. Right there. Come on, John 14, 15. Who has that? John 14, 15. Anai, go ahead. Stand up nice and loud. Read it out. That's good, that's good, that's good, that's it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Thank you so much. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Come on now. How many of you guys are keeping the commands of God? How many of you, when God says, do not lie, you're not lying. Do not have sex before marriage. You're not having sex before marriage. Do not lust. How many of you guys are keeping his commands? Hello? Do not have anger in your heart. And the list goes on and on and on. Let me ask you something. How is your love and keeping his commandments? How is that? It's not just, oh, I love God. And you try to present yourself, oh, I love God. Mm. Mm. That looks silly. Like, I love him. But are you keeping his commands in the secret place when no one's around? Hello? When you're not forced to keep his commands, when no one's looking or telling you, hey, hey, stop looking at that. Don't, don't you get on www. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You know. 
Or when no one's around, when you can be gossiping about somebody. Hello. Talking to somebody. If you say you love God but don't keep his commands, you're a liar. You're fake. You're phony. But the good news is this. Jesus says, repent. (laughs) Hello? He says, okay, he says, repent. If you're not doing it, get right. Come to him. Amen? To love God. Guys, we love God when we worship and not just singing songs, but my lifestyle reflecting that. I love God by keeping his commands. I ask you today, in one of those areas, if you're struggling to love God, to worship him, like, man, I can't worship him. Or if you're struggling to keep his commands, I'm telling you, if you, ha- if you have to break it down and look at your life, like, well, something's wrong with me. Okay, are you loving God? Uh, you know, I do worship him. Like, okay, I see you worship God. Okay, are you keeping his commands? Uh, about that. Okay, I found, I found, I found where to start. Love God, guys. To love people, this quickly, we're going to tie it in together about Boricua Fest. Hurry up. Love people. It's to love people means to truly help them in their times of need. 1 John. Open up your Bibles to 1 John 3. 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Oh, water is so good. So refreshing, I'm telling you. The Bible, sa- the Bible says like the word of the Lord is like, it's like rivers of living water. His spirit's like rivers of li- And so when I'm telling you, this is going to give you life to your soul. This is going to make that dry land into a, de- into, a, into a lake, that desert into a lake. I'm telling you, as I drink water in the physical, delicious. It's how God's spirit refreshes you. So as I say this right now to love God, you're hearing it right now. You are hearing it, and then you're going to have opportunities to apply it. And in those opportunities, God's spirit comes strong and quick. Like I'm telling you, when you hear the word of God, don't be like, whatever, I heard this. Listen to it. Because there's going to be opportunities throughout the day where a spirit will lead you into the places where you have the opportunity to live this out. 1 John 3, 1 John 2 rather, I'm sorry, 2 verses, I'm sorry, no, 1 John 3, 16 through 18, I'm confused up here, hallelujah. This is what it says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with our words or tongue but with actions and in truth. Hallelujah. Don't be a hypocrite, y'all. Hey, you know what? I'm praying for you that God will, get, you know, bless you, brother. Pray that God, you know, if you see somebody in need, help them out. If you see they don't got no lunch, give them some Cheetos. Come on now. I'm serious. Just be practical. If they, if you see that, man, someone is, is literally every single day, they don't have nothing, and you're over here munching on a big bag of this. You got your drink, right? You going back for seconds. Hello? Why don't you help somebody? You love person by helping them in their times of need. Now, people can take advantage of this, and we, we don't want people taking advantage, right? 
Like, I'm needy. Well, I got to keep on it. You know, if someone is needy and they keep on using the Bible, you have to give to me. Chances are they're abusing it, okay? Because needy people, I mean, sometimes they can be at a place where they don't like to. Man, I'm, I'm in help, or I, I need some help, rather. Guys, don't let your words just be words, but follow it up. If you love someone, the Bible says you would help them in their times of need to love people. Amen? Let's first John. 3 verses 16 through 18. Quickly, let's move on to the next point. To love people is to preach the gospel to them so that they might be saved. And I want to take my time just a little bit with this one. Open up your Bible to 1 Corinthians 9 verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 16. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, spur our hearts to love you more and to love people the way you love them. 1 Corinthians 9, 16, it says like this. Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I'm compelled to preach. Woe to me if, would, if I do not preach the gospel. I'll read it one more time. Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. This is Paul. And he got to the place like, man, this, this message, this gospel, this, this salvation is too good just for myself. He said, woe is me if I don't tell somebody about this. It's like you having the answer, the cure to AIDS, the cure to HIV, and you not sharing it. You keeping it locked up. I ain't going to give it to you. <laughs> That's what the gospel is to people who are dying and on their way to hell. You have opportunities to share that. Even if you don't know as much as a pastor, even if you don't know as much as an SUM Bible college student, even if it was today it was your first day and you came here, you got touched by God. You're just like, man, that's all I know. Go up to your mom. Go up to your family. Say, listen, I, I was at church. And trust me, I've been in church before. But God did something to me. I felt God. And that's all you can take because that's your testimony and they can't take it away. The person with a testimony is never at the hands or never at the mercy with the person with an argument. If you've had an encounter and experience with God and someone's trying to talk you out of that, I'm telling you. There were times when I was in Mardi Gras and I didn't know what to say. There were some smart people. And I'm just like, what in the world is he talking about? I don't even know if that's true. I didn't even study that. And he's over here yelling, da, da, da. And he's trying to prove me this is wrong. The Bible has this. The Bible says this. And it can't be right if that says that. And and I'm like, listen, it seems that you're really upset and angry at the Bible. I can tell. But let me tell you something. I hear what you're saying to me. But let me tell you, I've had an encounter with God. Yet you say this, I'm telling you, one day in 2008, I was praying at the front. And I said, God, I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you my sin. I want to start fresh. And the Holy Spirit came upon me, and I started speaking in tongues. I didn't you know I, he didn't understand tongues, but I'm telling him, God came upon me in such a way that I knew it just wasn't religion. It was a relationship. And I knew that day that God lived inside of me, that I had the Holy Spirit. And he's looking at me. And he, he, he can't say anything. He, but, 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 hey, th this is what happened. He can't go back in my experience and like, well, that's not true because you didn't. No, no, no. I'm telling you what happened. And he had nothing to say. Just his face was like. I'm telling you, go out there, preach the gospel to them. 1 Corinthians 9.16 talks about Paul saying, man, if I don't get this out, man, woe is me. 
Like, oh, I got to get this out. I'm telling you what, I'm going to be realistic here. There's some people here that probably will never go out there a day in their life ever say that word. Whoa. You wake up in the morning like, woe is me if I preach to God. You're probably not going to say that. Let's be honest. I don't say that when I wake up. Woe is me. But there are times when I'm praying and I think about people. And I think about the faces that I haven't seen here. The, the chairs, the empty chairs that, you know, people can be filling up. And at those moments and times, God puts it on my heart. Pray for them. They're on their way to hell if someone doesn't reach them. And at that moment, I get sad because the countless faces that you would see in this place, countless faces, guys, just think about it, would be on their way to hell. That's what the Bible says. On their way to hell without Jesus Christ. And we have opportunities. I'm telling you what, I, I'm not a big crier when I pray. If the Lord leads me to cry, or <laughs> I lie. Whenever the Lord touches my heart, I'm crying. But it's, I'm telling you, when God comes and I start praying for people in a genuine place, I'm like, God, Lord, I pray for people. God, I pray for teenagers. And I pray for the high schools. And God will break my heart because he lets me feel what he feels because he cares for them. But yet they will throw their life away. They will give their lives to promiscuity, homosexuality. They will give their lives to their friends, to their boyfriend, to their girlfriend, and only to end up to be pregnant. I'm telling you, look, 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 there, there are choices that are being made every single day. People make their choices, and if they don't know God, they're not making the right choice. But if you know God, you have a choice whether or not you can share Jesus with somebody. And I pray that in your heart that God would do something. Listen, you may not be the, the preacher up there. But you know enough to say, hey, you know what? I want you to see you at church, man. I, I kind of like seeing you there. I mean, you know what? You should, you should be there because Jesus is real. He's alive. He's an awesome God. And this is what he's done in my life. Amen? You guys can stand to your feet for me, please. Next week, we will not be here. We will be on the street. So if you come here at the church at 6 o'clock, or any time following, we won't be here. You will find us at North Avenue in California. And the reason why we went over this little lesson is because I want to help you understand and put it in your heart so that you can meet us out next week. And so that you can love God and love people. I want to give you foundation so that you can build this upon. So that when you come out next week, you can have something to look forward to. Somebody getting saved. Even if it's not your family, your friends, I mean, somebody is getting saved. And at this church, we believe in the word of God. I love this. The other day, we were hanging out, um, some, some friends from the church, and we were walking from my house to the Walgreens. And, uh, you know, being in Metro Praise, we're the radical ones. We think in our mind, like, we know we go out evangelizing. We're crazy like that. Like, ooh, we tell people about Jesus and you know, we're making our way up to Diversity and Laramie. We're walking on Laramie to Diversity. The Walgreens is there. And before we get to the corner, I see some guy. You know, he's in a suit, uh, pants, uh, shirt tucked in, belt, looking all spiffy. And there was like a child. And I'm thinking right away, like, J-Dub, Jehovah Witness. You know, I'm thinking right away, like, he has to be a Jehovah Witness. Like, he's going to want to talk. Like, okay, let's do this. All right, let's go. All right. You know, so I'm walking out casually. You know, I'm walking right to him. Just like, if he wants to talk, he'll talk, right? And I see, like, man, you know what? I'm not sure. I didn't get the feeling, you know, maybe he was like that. And, you know, we talked, and he passed out his track. And I take the track, and I look, and I see that 
Okay, Christian gospel, all right. And then I, he spoke Spanish. My Spanish is okay. Whenever I have to talk about Jesus and I talk Spanish, like, the Spanish comes on. Like, I'm dead serious. I'm Mardi Gras. Like, everybody came to me for, like, the Spanish. Like, I don't speak Spanish. Just, and then I'll just start speaking to them. And I'm like, how do you do this, Lord? You have a way of, like, getting the words to my mouth so that they can understand and know that you love them. God is so good like that. But I remember I was just there. My broke Spanish, Cynthia, was there, and she helped me out. And uh, the guy was like, man, we just love Jesus, and we're just doing what he told us to do in his word. I'm like, hey, man, like, I love hearing that. Like, you hardly don't see that. And they're out there on that corner preaching the gospel. And we walk into the Walgreens, and there were more of them. At this point in time, I'm like, man, I know who you are. You're Christian. I'm like, God bless you. Those living living. And he's like, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was all cool, man. We were family. We were family. Guys, let me tell you what. I really want you guys to get this experience, not because I told you, because God said it, and you're fulfilling that which God had called you to do. Let it come from the inside. Everybody go like this. Go like this. Come on. Let it come from the inside. Oh, fulfill, fulfill what God has called you to do. Amen? You're not perfect at it. I'm not perfect at it by any stretch, by any means, but I'm working on it, and I'm honest. Will you be that today with all eyes closed for me in this place? We talk about loving God and we talk about loving people. And for some of us, that is the hardest thing to do. Like we can come to grips, we can come to terms with loving God and we can, we can work that out. But when it comes to loving people, oh, we just can't get there. I pray right now that you search your heart. If there's any bitterness towards people, it's not loving them. It's the opposite. If there's any resentment towards people or things that might have been done to you, it's not love. So I pray in this place that if you have the same feelings, the same attitudes, the same posture towards God, that you would get that right right now. No music, no loud Drums, no loud guitar, piano, singing. Just gets real, real right now. Would you be honest before the Lord? And would you say, Lord, I want to love you more. I want to love you better. God, I can keep your commands more. I'm going to stop playing around. I'm going to stop doing this. Come on. If you know loving people, like right away when we say, when I say that, you think about the grudges you have against people. You think about what people did. Maybe it's against family. Maybe it's against friends. Come on, you got to get that right. Don't leave this place saying, like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Or I'm going to do it next week. No, right now, now is the time. Holy Spirit, come. We just ask that you convict our hearts of these things. We want to love you more. We want to love people the way you love them. Would you teach us how to love? God, we pray, and I pray, God, for those, God, who are taking this serious, God, I pray that you would give them the opportunity, Lord, that you would give us all your opportunity. We don't deserve it, but you would give us the opportunity to go out there to preach your word, to preach the salvation of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you put a fire in our hearts for it, for the lost, God. Where would we be if someone hadn't come and preached the gospel to us? So, Father, I pray that you would use us in the same way. How beautiful are the feet, the Bible says, of those that bring the good news. Father, I pray that you would use these bunch. And, Father, they would reach 
their friends, they would reach their age group, they would reach their generation. In Jesus' name, we pray, God, and we declare that you will have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way in all of us. God, I pray for next week. We lift it up right now for Boricua Fest. If you guys can pray with me, we're just going to lift up Boricua Fest and what we're going to do out there on those streets. God, we pray that next week, this time next week, we would come back from the streets, God, with a testimony that you healed people. God, with a testimony that you moved upon people's hearts, that you brought families together. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, that young people out there, Father God, at this time, the pride parade comes soon, that people who struggle with our identity, with sexual identity, God, Father, will become set free from those demonic spirits, be set free from any perversion in Jesus' name. And God, we pray that the freedom of the Lord would follow us as we encamp at Northern California. God, we pray, God, that even through the language barrier, that, God, you would move, Father. We pray for that community of Humboldt Park in Jesus' name to be saved. And we pray, Lord, that you follow it with signs, with wonders, God, with your power, with the demonstration of your work, not by just simple words, but your kingdom, God. We pray that your kingdom will come upon us, Father, when we go out there, when we sing the songs, Father, when we preach, when we evangelize, your kingdom come not only to those who haven't heard your gospel, but to us as well, Father, God, fill our hearts with your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, and everybody said, come on, give them some praise. Come on, come on. Greet your neighbor, tell them you love them. We are dismissed. We love you guys. Remember, this Tuesday, we are meeting at here at the church, 6 o'clock. Don't be late. Don't be late. Be early because it's going to get down and dirty. We like it dirty. See